Hey everyone, welcome to Give Me The D. And I'm talking details, dramas, dilemmas, discussions and all the dirt. When it comes to love and romance, there's stress and struggles, but there's also a journey of self-discovery, learning from the past and growing through experience. This show captures juicy stories, deep conversations and personal breakthroughs. I'm your host, the damsel in dating distress. Thanks for tuning in. Today I'm joined by two amazing ladies who go by the names Lucy and Cassie. Now you've probably heard me saying this numerous times but I have a love-hate relationship with social media but I've had the opportunity to connect with these wonderful beings via Instagram. So between the three of us we've exchanged some cringe-worthy dating stories, some shocking relationship revelations but we've also had some wonderful words of encouragement and we've resonated with each other so well that I just had to drag these girls on the show. So here we are. Ladies, hello. I'm so glad you're here. How are you doing? Hi. Hello. Happy Friday. Happy goddamn Friday. <laughs> so first of all, how do you guys know each other? We actually know each other through our lovely, amazing friend, and she's connected us a number of years ago. We actually live quite far apart, but through her, um, yeah, we kind of all met. So thank you, Kristen. Hello, thank you, Kristen. She, yeah, good, Ooh. good times, and good times we'll have by all. Kristen, thank you so much for agreeing to come on here and being so open to share some of your stories and your accounts. As I mentioned, this platform is not just an outlet for us, but it's also about letting the listeners know they're not the only ones going through these trials and tribulations when it comes to dating and relationships. Guests like yourselves who are willing to share these raw stories um, and ultimately help shape this podcast and its objectives. So I'm really, really grateful. Yeah, thank you, ladies. Thank you for having us. No worries. Thank you. (laughs) It's a pleasure. (laughs) Without further ado, let's get right into it. So I'm going to start off with the experience of dating and not just bad stuff. We're going to talk about the good and bad. So, what are your biggest frustrations about dating at the moment? I think. It can be a little bit hard to like obviously first of all you can only meet people new people through online dating mm-hmm. and this isn't something I do before previously when I was dating I'd be out and about in bars or nights out with friends meeting people through people and you kind of already know that if somebody introduces you to someone you've probably got going to have chances are you're going to have a good connection with them because they'll have similar likes and interests um and then going out into the world of online dating, which I didn't do for quite a long time, but my mum kind of said, go on, give it a try. Mm-hmm. Um, you're essentially meeting strangers from all kinds of different backgrounds, different interests. People probably posing in some situations of being different to actually who they are. I don't know. You can be who you want to be on the internet, can't you? Yeah. And I think it's navigating those creating new instincts from that and not just kind of relying on them coming from a background where they've already kind of been vetted in some way. That's it, because I, I remember I, when you meet people through friends of friends, you're, you're meeting your friends in an essence because why would that friend be a friend with that person? So you're meeting the same kind of people, aren't you? But when you go into the dating app world, it's just complete, it's completely alien. It's like you're meeting someone completely with pictures, probably from about ten years ago. Um, <laughs> Last thing, and yeah. then you're just like, ah, oh, right, okay. Um, it's it's crazy. It's mental. 
Yeah, I know that um, when when I was doing online dating, which I'm not doing at the moment, but when I was, I'd, I'd ask people after a bit of chatting if you got an Instagram, because I think that really gives a bit of an insight into the same. I always ask for the gram. You need those yeah. extra pictures. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and you'd find that the profile picture they're using, which might be attractive to whatever, find interesting, would actually be for like 2018, and we're in 2021 now, and... <laughs> I just think that it's not quite catfishing, but when you're in your 30s, I think it's, um, come on, that's quite a while ago. We're all, we're all ageing. <laughs> it's not all about looks, but I think it does say something. Well, they actually call that kitten fishing as opposed oh, to... Oh, really? Yeah, that's what? the terminology, yeah. So kitten fishing is not as heavy as catfishing. Kitten fishing is when you use throwback pictures from the age. <gasps> no way, that's amazing. <laughs> I've spoken to a guy, this was like a few years back now. He looked all right. And then when I met him um, face to face, like he had hair in his pictures. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, hold on. <laughs> Do you know what? Then? I think people should own things like that. And that's who they are. And they shouldn't be, you know, I think people should just feel proud of who they are and not feel like they've got to hide things like that. Because eventually if you do get on, you're going to want to meet. And, you know, why... Just be yourself up front, I think. I just try and be open and honest in who I am and not put on... Uh, facade because I'm proud of who I am and other people should be too but when people what they may deem as flaws which I don't think are ball patches but when when people talk about <laughs> who they are and they're honest open truths and that actually makes a stronger connection for me you know vulnerability is a big thing it's good yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going on a date tomorrow right I'm going on a date tomorrow and my uh my bumble pictures are oh <laughs> And at the moment, at the moment, I don't feel so good. Like, honestly, I think... I, th- I you look fabulous, darling. Um, but I just, I said to him the other night, I think I was a little bit drunk, and I said, because voice notes are a thing. Voice notes are a complete oh, yeah. thing. I, yeah, I think right. if someone doesn't voice note yet, it's a little bit weird. But yeah, I was voice noting, I was just like, yeah, lockdown hasn't exactly treated me that well. But it's just, it is just being completely honest, isn't it? It's, it's yeah, that's what you need to be. Yeah, and also... If you're not being true to yourself through your profile and your pictures and everything, yeah. it displays like a lack of confidence. And someone with low self-esteem and low confidence, it's just unattractive. Yeah, it's sad, isn't it? Because I think, you know, after we're all been at points of self- low self-esteem, yeah. uh, I know I have at times, and I guess people are at that stage. But I think maybe the, the whole dating scene and the whole online dating thing, maybe this should be more of a message out there to encourage people to be proud of who they are. I think oh, there's yeah. such a culture about, oh, you have to have such a good picture, be into so many interests and this, that and the other. But you know, maybe maybe the online dating like apps and the people who run these things should do more campaigns about people being authentic to themselves. Mm. You know, love the yourself. Definitely. I think that's a great idea. Um, sorry, Lisa, sorry. <laughs> did you have any stories to share in terms of bad dating experience? Um, I don't know how graphic I can be. Uh, <laughs> I just, I've just had some pretty unpleasant requests from people. Mm. It's just, it's just awful, really. Um, bad dating experiences, though. Oh, yeah, here's one. Um, so, I uh, started speaking to some guy and I actually found out he used to be the uh, director of a company that I used to work for when I was very young. Oh really? He's a very young guy, very sort of, just, he'd, he'd done well in life. Um, and uh, he'd started chatting me up and I think it got to quite late on in the evening and I'd been with a couple of friends and uh, I was a little bit drunk. 
<laughs> and uh, went to, he was just like, well, do you fancy going for a walk? Do you fancy going doing this? I was like, do you know what? Yeah, we've been speaking for quite a while. Fuck it, let's go. Um, and I went out to meet with him and uh, I was, yeah, I was drunk. And he, he turned out to be a recovering alcoholic and uh, really hated the fact that I was drunk and uh, never heard from him ever again. Oh, yeah. Did you know this about him before you met up with him? No, so you weren't, you wouldn't, wouldn't know that. Yeah. That was like bad faux pas on my part, but yeah. It's hard to know what people have been through, I guess, unless they're totally up front, I guess, that we're kind of getting at. I mean, you're not at fault because you weren't aware, so. And the fact that you're yeah. about it, I mean, that's really his internal issue. Like, oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, it was so awkward. <laughs> I was on an awkward date once where um, one of the first time, times I'd met up with someone from an online, I think it was from Bumble, and uh, yeah, it was going to write. He wasn't quite for me, but he was a nice guy, kind of getting on, and but he was looking at girls the whole night, and I kind of thought at first, is he looking at other girls? And I thought, okay. Um, and then I actually pulled him up on it, and he was like, well, you know, you just can't help but look, can you? I mean, look how she's dancing. And I thought... Jesus, it's like so much lack of respect here, like on a date with myself. Remember if I was at this point, you're still looking at girls. <laughs> yeah, I see, like, like the, the, one of the, uh, the last relationship that I got, like proper relationship that I got into, the first meal that we went out to, which is this really nice place in Manchester, um, I remember when two girls walked past and he was just like, you knew you clock onto someone who was just mm. checking someone out. He just did that and he looked at me and went, sorry. I was like, oh, <laughs> it's all right, I mean, obviously. I mean, sometimes you can't help if someone nice catches your eye, you know, but you're human at the end of the day, but it's, it's that lingering look and it's when it's consistent and it's like, wow, the, the manners here are... Um, They're lacking, yeah, right? The desired. And then on the flip side, do you have any recent dating experiences that were pleasant that you could possibly share with us? So I went on a date with a guy who wouldn't stop using the word pleasant. Oh, the pleasant guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. So everything's very yeah. pleasant. And I don't mean to be rude to him. He was a nice guy and everything. But he, and maybe it's just my turn off. But um, the overuse of the word pleasant, like, oh, that's a pleasant place. <laughs> that's and, it now. Oh, it's really quite up. pleasant. <laughs> it was just over you. It just made me laugh a bit. And I think there was one point where he said it enough times that I actually cringed inside a bit too much. And I'm not being nasty. And he was a lovely person. But he, wasn't for me but it was quite funny mm. so sorry you just triggered me with the word pleasant i'd noticed that i was just like oh <laughs> i shouldn't have said that <laughs> oh that's brilliant so um for those who don't know there's this whole phenomenon called the ick spelt i-c-k and it kind of baffled me at first because i was like what the hell is ick basically it's a relatively new dating term that's used when you suddenly get a cringe feeling about someone, like a major off-put, which causes you to almost immediately want to bin them off. It's a very strong gut reaction, so it relates to either their mannerisms or the way they behave. Just to add, I was doing a bit of research up on this, and I'd read an article where people shared and gave some examples of what gave them the ick. Some of these are pretty absurd, so have a listen to this, ladies. So a girl went on a date with a guy to a theme park and heard him scream on the ride and then she dumped him the next day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to me late. That yeah, hasn't happened to me, but that would, yeah. 
So yeah. I'm not a rude person, but I, I am very. No, it like, is. It's such a thing, though. It's such yeah. a thing. Would you guys call that an ick for yourself? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so a guy dumped a girl because she had really long, weird acrylic nails. Oh, they're just like. No, they gave me the ick. They're like curls. <laughs> Curly ones. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. Have you ever felt so repulsed by someone that it made you get rid of someone almost immediately? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of examples. So I personally think, and it's not from being rude, it's just being from me and being, I don't know, I think I'm quite an intuitive person. Well, I know I mean, I'm a very intuitive person and I am the way I am. And it's hard to explain. I think it's really hard to put into words. But little things like um, like, laugh, like certain laughs or people, the way people move or... Um, it makes me sound like such a terrible person it's just little things and it's really hard to put the finger on it but it's just ever so slight things are um breathing heavy that's the the thing that puts me off (laughs) (laughs) but I feel really mean actually right now but um no I get it I get it I get it I get it I really do certain things isn't they about what the way somebody yeah that laughs or the way they do things or even just move the body or just that doesn't quite click with you or intuitively you don't feel like it's I don't know it's like a a really un I can't describe it it's a really unsaid thing that just people do that 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 person isn't for you and that's something that doesn't you're not attracted to and you can't see past it maybe when I was younger I probably would have seen past these things and uh, accepted them and kind of not focused on them but I think as I get older I'm more clear about who I am and what I want mm-hmm. I know I'm look, I know sort of looking for a very short-term fun thing you know as you might do in your early 20s or at whatever point but because if I do get in a relationship or I do want to work on something with someone I've got to know that on a full scale that it's gonna gonna be something that I can commit myself to and that really has um longevity and I think so maybe you look for these things in someone not look to sabotage it but you kind of notice things quicker and just know that that would over time just put you off and you know if you want to get intimate with someone and have a that kind of longer sort of more connected relationship I think it's just going to be a turn off isn't it I'm really attracted to guys that make me laugh I could probably not even see what someone looks like, but if they make me laugh and I get on with them, I really, that 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 gets me going. But <laughs> when they've just got nothing to come back with, it's, it's almost, it, this, it sounds really rubbish saying this, but it's almost sort of like a class of intelligence humour. And I just appreciate that when you're going back into, and yeah, it, it does depend on the person that you are. And I guess that's the whole thing about dating and communicating to people, but... Yeah, as soon, as soon as someone comes back to me with a shit meme, that's it. <laughs> I agree with you on the intelligence thing. I think I've just sounded like really like superficial with what I've just said, but I haven't meant to be. What I'm saying is kind of like on an intuitive level. But intelligence is a thing as well. And I think when some people maybe their responses to certain things or send humour that maybe doesn't really resonate with you, I think that's a massive big moment because you just, ooh, I don't know, it's not attractive in some senses yeah if someone isn't aligned in terms of humor it's just a no for me see isn't it it's just it's if you can't laugh what you're gonna do do you have any other icks that you want to share i think when um, people so 
I mean, it can't be helped, but when people are too willing to kind of choose to do whatever you want to do, when somebody maybe doesn't have much of a backbone or doesn't have much drive or doesn't have self-confidence, which like I say... I it think is, and that's so bad, isn't it, really? Because yeah. it's just like you want, you want someone to be able to like agree to what you're going to do but at the same time you need that little bit of a direction and yeah. I think it's like, like I say I think at all points we've all had low self-esteem and that's not something to sort of laugh at and not I'm not saying that at all but what attracts me is somebody with a bit of confidence and somebody who has um just not somebody who's like oh what do you want to do oh you're wonderful you're amazing and like showering you with too much too many compliments and too much adoration because don't get me wrong I mean I love to be adored but at the same time, it's kind of like when somebody is, I don't know, you kind of want to give that back as well. It's like having a balance, isn't it? It's its sometimes, it, and I think where the it comes from is actually a pressure to think, oh, God, can I live up to this person's expectations? And actually, um, am I going to hurt this person? And then, then you feel like a bit of responsibility, I think. Oh, God, I, I mean, I am a caring person, even though it sounds like I've just slated people and <laughs> being like I don't, I'm really not like that but um I don't want to feel like I've got to carry someone's emotions as well as my own so much you've got to be respectful of them but it really puts me off if I feel that someone's in a vulnerable position and that I could cause them hurt and upset down the line because maybe they're more sensitive than I am mm. that makes sense and that gives me the ick because I'm like oh my god I need to... maybe it's not the ick maybe it's just um something else that that makes me want to run away quite a lot do you know what I've realized sometimes recently when I've been speaking to people it's like I said to you the other day Cassie when I've been speaking to certain people I'll have that a bit of I don't know a bit of fight back but when I when I know that someone's a little bit timid I'm overly nice to them and it just turns me off completely I don't know why why are we attracted to bad boys like I don't understand (laughs) it's not nice they treat us like shit (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think it's I think when you know you when you meet somebody with that um, personality, you know you can think for yourself and look after yourself, and you're dealing with your own you know your own self there. You don't have to worry about them. But when you come across someone maybe who's more vulnerable and maybe you've got to think a bit more about their feelings, then it's a little bit of a, a management situation where you've got two people to think about and and two outcomes really. Um, well, it's all a little bit more fun when you're just playing with your own emotions, isn't it? Brenda, Anya said something the other day. She uh, she was just like, it's called big dick mentality. And we're all really attracted to big dick mentality. I am, massively. I get that because big dick mentality is very masculine energy. And women can have it as well. So if you're quite an independent woman and you, you know, you're quite driven, you've got direction and you're quite assertive, that is kind of masculine traits and energy. The big dick energy guys, they do have that dominance and that power. And that's why we're attracted to them because as strong, independent women, we want a strong, independent guy to align with us. Yeah, I think it's just it's just quite exciting, isn't it? And I think when you can hold your own as a female, maybe is it called big clit energy? Is that what we've got? Big clit energy. Is that what we are? (laughs) Yeah, I think it's kind of quite exciting when people are. Also, it's like a challenge as well. Yeah. You know, you know that that person won't take your shit. It's attractive, but generally those guys are not good long term. No, that's it. That's that's where I keep on failing in life. They're basically fuckboys. And it's because they are so confident that 
they can attract a higher volume. Mm. So younger fuck by personalities though do evolve as they get older and they understand maybe and become a little bit mature and they still have that energy but they actually are more conscientious mm. more willing to maybe have deeper relationships and maybe be faithful and have be aware of other people's feelings but still have that excitement and fire in their bellies that attracts us that kind of like that little glint in their eyes I mean that's what I'm looking for you know um, I don't you know some people say to me oh you know um, you're just too picky and you know maybe a guy who's more sensitive or you know whatever is is good for you and maybe you're just you know not used to it but you know you, you deserve it and you think oh maybe you should go with a guy that gives you the ick because he's lovely and he'd maybe do everything for you and you know no. worship you but you know what I'm just not about settling because I'm happy with my life I'm happy with who I am and why settle I'd rather be by myself and be who I am and true to myself than be with someone who gives me the ick because they're nice I, I'm, I have no problem with being single. It just would be nice to meet someone. What Cassie's told me, like, because I'm just, I'm a bit of a people pleaser. I have been for a very long time. And it's the, the one, the first thing, the first, one of the first conversations that me and Cassie got into in the dating world was just like, just don't settle. Mm. Just don't settle. You, settle. you do that, you just end up unhappy. I mean, it's okay to try to fall in love with someone but like if you just if you're just gonna settle just for the sake of it just for the sake of loneliness and what kind of jars there's just why yeah. what's the point i think definitely don't settle if you know what you want if you know what you're looking for as long as it's not completely unrealistic then that's absolutely fine and i went from a really really like asshole bad boy to someone completely opposite because i thought mm-hmm. i need to go for someone that's a lot more softer so i did i done the whole 180 how did you find that yeah, it didn't work for me. I became really resentful towards him. Almost became yeah. I became like a bully, so I was quite horrible to him. He is who he is, and it's not his fault. So I had to. Oh, I really appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, I really appreciate what you're saying. I totally understand that as well. There must be this middle ground, though. There must be, like we're saying, when people mature, I think there is a middle ground. I think that's where they're looking for, and I yeah. think it's about. I mean, we're in our early thirties, and I think. I think around now is probably a time where the guys we're interested in with that kind of personality are going to come into their own a little bit, I'd hope, and that we'll mature and still keep that thing we're looking for, but be a little bit more available. Yeah, but that's the thing. The middle ground guys, that pool is so narrow. It is so yeah, right. That's the problem. I think that the people... At our age, people will be coming out of these early marriages and uh, will be available in the market again. It's an ever-turning cycle. Yeah. Keep hope. Yeah, Keep the faith. That's true. But then a lot of women I've spoken to, they don't want guys with kids, guys that have been divorced. Some women are quite picky in that respect. Yeah, I think the, the message for them is wisen up. <laughs> like seriously like we're getting older and that is just life isn't it we've all got baggage whether it be kids and marriage or traumas we've got to deal with or just other things in our lives that aren't ideal I mean when you're younger life's a bit of a fresh slate but now it isn't as you're getting older you're gonna have things you've collected along the way and it's about that person being responsible for those things so as long as they can contain it and they've worked through it then I think we're gonna just have to suck it up and just be understanding that you're not going to have your um 
I don't know, your fairy tale yeah. relationship yeah. as you get older. It's just about working with it and being realistic I and mean, getting real about it all. I think that's the yeah. thing. I am. I am. Well, I have been. That's the thing. Like, as soon as I got out of my lockdown relationship, um, all I wanted was this fairy tale ending. And in some instances, I am still kind of searching for it because I'm just like, I need to have what I've had for so long. I need this mm. ultimate connection with someone. I need, I need that absolute, as soon as I see them, wow. Yeah. And it's just, realistically, it's just not like that, is it? It's so hard. It's so fucking hard. Yeah. It's not to say at some point, Lucy, that uh, somebody is not going to come. It might not be now, it might not be next year, but at some point you could meet somebody and have that connection because we've had them before. It's not to say that we can't have them again, but I think what we do is as we get older, and as we, especially in our early 30s and going into our 30s, we think, like you were saying before, people are like, oh, God, we're getting older and we need to settle down or we want kids or I want to get married, that kind of thing, and people then do settle and forget that, these things do take time and this is like always the advice that people might give me I give to everyone it's so cliched isn't it and you always think shit out to what you want about but um but it is true and I think not just not to give up on yourself you know that, that can't be possible and just to your point Cassie there's no shortage of men you know all women there's no shortage we're not running out of people so we just have to be patient and not rush into things and be a lot more mindful though as well because I wrote a piece today and it was just about the lessons that you've learned and gathered over your dating experiences and your relationship experiences taking them and leveraging all your wisdom and I think even if you have had bad experiences I think it's so easy to kind of like say oh this guy was horrible and he didn't message you back or he ghosted me yeah he ghosted me or he was he just used me I think also it's about, in some cases, taking a little bit of that ownership as well, that actually you put yourself in a situation. You may have ignored red flags. We all know about red flags, don't we? And we've all had experiences of some more than others. Uh, And maybe it's about really sitting with yourself and sort of understanding yourself and your wants and your needs and setting boundaries. Uh, I think when I set boundaries for myself, it really made a massive difference to my relationship with men. And what I'm willing to sort of give up, you know, what I'm sort of willing to sort of bend my own rules for, um, for a bit of enjoyment and what I'm not and and what ultimately brings me happiness. So it's okay sort of blaming these guys for how they treated us, but how much of that did we, not that we wanted them to treat us that way, but how much did we give them room to take that energy from us? I think that's quite a key thing. Yeah, I love it. So I'm going to talk about now kind of long-term relationships and Cassie and I, we haven't had quite that experience. I mean, my longest relationship was three years. Cassie, what was yours? Well, I've had a few three and a half relationships, but um, I haven't had a long-term relationship for about seven years now. So I can't really, <laughs> I can't really join in on this yeah. one <laughs> so much. Yeah. So it's quite a while. Yeah. So I think Lucy, it's going to have to be over to you because I know that you mentioned you were in a 10-year relationship and just in terms of getting together at early 20s or together late teens I I I met uh my technically still husband very much separated though um when I was 19. My question really is obviously 10 years is a huge time span Mm. so as people change over time through life experiences and maturity you hear a lot of couples falling out of love or wanting different things what do you think is really important to help hold two people together 
my relationship with this person obviously starting from we were very young um it was it was a bit of a chaos situation really it was we we met each other with groups of friends and it just it just developed from there but it's it's all I know it sounds dead cliche it is all about friendship Mm. it is about finding that if if Cassie was a bloke we'd be sweet we would be going on like 50 years strong like it's 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 one of those it is literally just friendship it's about understanding each other uh appreciating each other's faults as well because my god we've got a lot of them um i know i've got a lot of them he had a lot of them and just working through it and even you will get to the point some days where you just fucking hate each other like you hate each other you will have arguments where you just don't even want to see each other for days Mm. but there's always that yearning that you you need each other at the end of it and that's what it is and it is literally just friendship um obviously the attractions there like my my ex-husband's gorgeous um and do you know what we're still friends to this day yeah because how could you not be friends with someone who you were with for 10 years we we it's like it's become like family now but it is it's just it's it's that it's exactly that it's friendship yeah and I also know that, that there's this whole like old energy communication is key as well. Would you say oh, that yeah. great communication as well? Big time. Absolutely big time. I think uh, through a lot of our relationship, but because because we were with each other for, well, from such a young age, mm. it, the whole relationship was quite immature for quite some time. Mm. Um, and I think that kind of tainted me in terms of how I view people and how I view boys and how I view men. But now it's when we grew older you really start to appreciate how much you see in people and lucy you had a lockdown relationship so i did you'd gotten into a relationship which started you said at the beginning of lockdown and you said and i quote you it was the worst idea do you want to just very briefly touch on why it was the worst idea and what you learned from it i rebounded and rebounds are always a bad idea always a bad idea like well they're not because it gets out of your system you think i think when you finish a big relationship and you're like oh you look at the next best thing the grass is greener on the other side it's not it's really not you you need that time to heal you need that time to recover from all these feelings that you've been having for this one person who's taken over your entire life for god knows how long yes the sex might be great and all this kind of shit but it's it's anyway so I rebounded into this relationship thinking he was God's gift mm. bearing in mind the, the the length of relationship that I had had um and towards the end I never got called beautiful I never got called pretty I'd dress up in some of the sexiest outfits sometimes just for him and not in a slutty way just in a going outy way and just not get any reaction but then I met this guy and instantly it was just like you're beautiful you're, you're so pretty, you're so funny, you're all of this. And he gave me everything that I've been wanting from my husband that I've obviously been with for God knows how long. And it just made me feel like it was almost this sense of accomplishment. Mm-hmm. Um, and in reality, no, it was just someone trying to please me. It was someone trying to please me who wanted to get in my knickers. Ended up moving in with him briefly during lockdown 
whilst my flat was getting built and then lockdown fully hit. Seven months later, I'm still in his flat and I want to kill him. Literally. Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, it was just, yeah, you really get to know someone during lockdown. Living together as well during oh, Jesus. where you have to be around each other constantly. That must have been really difficult. Oh God, yeah, horrendously so, horrendously so. Because it's, I think when you rebound as well, you go into such like you're such like a high. Mm. Um, you you're really appreciating all the good points of someone, but you know you're not seeing any of the negatives whatsoever. And then when you move in with someone, you see all that, you see everything. Um, oh yeah, it was crazy, crazy, crazy times. I think I've never, I've never had so many arguments with someone in my entire life. Not even with my parents <laughs> back in the day. Yeah, very strange. What did you do to help alleviate the, the pressure and the frustrations? Walks and cooking meals and just trying to make special days. Mm. The place where I lived, you had like a little balcony at the top of the flats. So I cook like a really nice meal, get some candles, go outside, go do all of that. And uh, yeah, then we just argue. You just have to find little things to do. You have to make, um, I think I'm doing it at the moment occasionally with my friends. Like, should we make this day a special day? I think self-care is important. When I first went into lockdown, the first, when it all first started, my social life used to be quite hectic and I used to feel like even though it was the weekend I'd have my free time it wasn't my free time it was always spoken for and even though I loved catching up with friends and having lovely plans it was too much so I spent a good probably about six months really enjoying my own company and kind of getting walking in nature and because I lived by myself um I was I really enjoyed connecting with myself again and uh just on the very basic levels and I think for dating, going back to dating, I think it's really helped that because I think it really cemented in my mind what I was looking for and what I wasn't looking for. So I can kind of, you know, you can take and leave things rather than just when the life when life was pretty hectic and, you know, we were working and commuting and going out for people's birthdays and things. I think you kind of don't give too as much thought into um, what you really want from a relationship. And it's all kind of quite little thrills here and there isn't it meeting someone oh I like this and that but you don't really have enough time or capacity to kind of think into what's this person about and what's their intentions like time to reset isn't it and really you know figure out different aspects of their lives what they're where they're happy where they're not happy and also give them an opportunity to work on that did you do any park walks or virtual dates through zoom I've been on a few walks, a few distance walks. Um, they're interesting because, I mean, I didn't really, I haven't done a ton of online dating before. Um, they go on these walks and I think they are good in a sense because you, you're sober, first of all. Yeah. So you're not just meeting up with a stranger and kind of thinking, oh, I'm here, I'm drunk, you know, and romanticising what the situation is. Yeah. It's a really sort of um, straightforward way of meeting someone with no expectations. You're very clear-minded. Very quickly, you'll decide whether you like somebody or you get the hit or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you're not cl- your judgment isn't clouded. Um, so I did a few of those. But to be quite honest, I, w- I wasn't in love with the, the format of dating and I didn't really click with anyone. Mm-hmm. And so I've removed myself from that till the world is maybe in a better spot. And... I think maybe from listening to one of your earlier podcasts, I really picked up on a point that 
a lot of people are on these dating apps because they're sat at home bored and it is a way to pass the time and what a way to pass the time it is which is why I've switched off from it not for me um but yeah it's strange trying to navigate a life and also try and make a connection with someone and it wants to say that connection you make with someone now would if you did get on would be the same when the world does open up again people's priorities change and people's focus change so it's kind of it's hard you'd have to figure out whether these ongoing zoom dates with this person that you're seeing behind the screen whether that then transitions into real life as well and then if it doesn't it's quite disappointing my final question is and it's quite a fun question so we always hear about terrible conversation starters on dating apps so for example hi hey hi sexy or sending emojis ones that are not very well <laughs> yeah hi <laughs> for you ladies what do you think is the best way to break the ice I'll, uh, I'll pass over to Lucy now she's got a great one I had one the other day and this is this is what I've told you about I had one the other day it was just like I'm glad I'm so tall so I can see you from the crowd <laughs> oh my god wow. <laughs> what <laughs> oh I haven't responded believe it or not I mean if you use Bumble obviously it's the the female that has to um talk first some well I don't know it's a weird one some people can be quite like their response back you might say hello how's day going whatever and their response back may be so blunt and you know give you nothing to go with it's like it's not interesting to carry on the conversation really you know um yeah. So the whole thing about it, I think is strange because if you were to meet someone in a bar, for example, at the bar, both ordering your drinks, maybe you've made eye contact, you smile, you just kind of make conversation about what's around you. But it feels so false to kind of start talking to someone and get a conversation going. I know I asked a guy uh, once, oh, what music you into? Because music's a big part of my life. And I did actually say, God, I feel like a 15-year-old asking this because it took me back to that MSN days. You'd be, you'd be like, and what music you into? You know? And it felt really weird because it had just naturally come up in conversation when you do meet someone in, in the real world. Um, and he actually turned around to me and had a bit of a go at me and said, why are women like this? Why do they always like find it weird asking questions like this? And I was like, oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it did feel really weird because... I wouldn't go up to someone at a bar and be like, oh, what music do you like? You know, yeah. it'd just be something that came about. Um, it's very hard, I think, to start up a conversation. I mean, if you're in a bar, for example, you don't start throwing an aubergine at someone. <laughs> 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 it's an interesting world. but um, Cool. Well, ladies, do you have anything else to add? Anything you kind of want to say or any tips you want to give before I close off? Um, I just tell everyone out there, do not settle, always know your worth. And uh, yeah, if you get the ick, just just slightly decline and move forward with your life. (laughs) You you can't ignore the ick once it's happened, it's there. Yeah, agreed. (laughs) Anything from you, Lucy? Um, For anyone, (laughs) anyone who's uh, just come out of a relationship who's getting lonely as fuck in lockdown, I think it's just about to accept yourself a little bit more um, and just just ride it just ride it and be fantastic because I love this be a bad bitch be a bad bitch be a bad bitch nice 
Ladies, it's been really wonderful. I hope you've enjoyed this session. Yeah, thank you. No, you're welcome. And thank you both for being so brave and so open to sharing really personal stories. I really appreciate it. And I'm sure the listeners will too. And thank you everyone for tuning in. Until next week, see you later. Bye. Bye.